thank you for joining the ESBC Sports Betting and Financial Podcast. We are part of the ESBC Podcast Network. Um, you know, today we're going to be continuing our conversation about decision making, and a, a huge element of that is is definitely the brain, right? So the brain has approximately three three main parts. It has the neocortex, it has the right. limbic system, and the reptilian uh, system. Uh, we're going to just talk a little bit about the amygdala, which is part of the limbic uh, brain. And it's more uh, towards uh, emotional or feelings. It's the emotional part. Um, you know, the reason why we want to talk about this is a lot of the times people bet based on their emotions. Uh, and I believe Josh would like to add a few few points to to that right there. Right. And uh, introducing the podcast is Jason Maverick financial services representative out of Toronto. Uh, he's re relocated to the United States and I am Josh Ambner, MBA. And I am a U.S. local political corruption historian, right? And what we do on this podcast is we use business and financial concepts and decision science in order to get 70 to 80% on our wagers. And break even is 52.5. 52.5% is break even. We're at 70 to 80%. And I published the top 10 rules of betting that uses uh, that uses decision science, uses psychology, right? In order to get those high percentages. And I was having survivor guilt. I have every single flavor of guilt you can imagine. So the one I was feeling the other day, when they say about having a guilt complex, it really is a complex. It's like a whole city, my guilt thing. Uh, and it was survivor guilt, right? Because I felt bad that my wife, since 2011, only uses betting money to pay for gasoline. So I added it up, it's $32,400. And that's more money that some people make in Haiti, right? And it's just betting on the games. And she says that it makes her feel better to use betting money to bet on the games, to buy an expensive purse or luxury item than our other accounts. Because it makes her feel better, right? And she grew up poor to middle class. So buying an expensive item puts her in amygdala brain. But we're gonna go uh, deeper into it. And those that were watching on the stream, watching on YouTube, get to see the screen, but we'll uh, describe it in detail to the folks listening on the podcast. And we're going to have links in the episode notes to the YouTube video and to the pictures uh, that we're using. Right, so you can either follow along on the podcast, looking at the episode notes, right? 
and watch what we're relaying to you in detail so you know exactly what happens when you're betting on these games. So in our brains, we have really three brains. Two of them are panic-centered, right? Uh, and one of them is logic-centered, okay? So when no, rule number one, never bet your own team. When you bet your own team, you're using the reptilian complex, you know, your lust for wanting your team to win, uh, emotion, right? Uh, <clears throat> and the limbic system, too. So, Jason Maverick, right? They have ambulances in Toronto. That shows you how ignorant uh, some Americans are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, when you hear an ambulance, right, how do you feel? You know, usually it's a little bit of shock and a little bit of fear, for sure. Right. Shock so and fear. So when you're in shock and fear, is this the best time to make decisions? No, no, not at all. Not at all. Right. So when you're in the limbic system, when you're in the reptilian complex, it's, it's, it's a sign for you. So you hear uh, uh, an ambulance, right? So you're panicked. You go straight to the reptilian complex, limbic system. Not the right time to make decisions. Now. During the pandemic, this happened a lot, right? The pandemic hits, people grab all the toilet paper. So the people grabbing the toilet paper and deciding to get the toilet paper, they were in the reptilian complex, in the limbic system. So let me ask you this, Jason Rabbit. These people hoarding toilet paper. And did they hoard toilet paper too in Canada? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. I believe they did it all over the world. Yes. <laughs> right. So people all over the world were making this decision to buy an excessive amount of toilet paper that we now know is probably a bad decision. They did that in the limbic system, in the retaliant complex, right? And it's the emotional part. And like my mom said when I was growing up, emotions are liars. You do not want to make decisions in this part of the brain okay you really don't most of the decisions not all your decisions are going to be wrong but 80 to 90 percent of your decisions are going to be wrong this is fight or flight so this is a good if you're going to war right the queen was perfect at saying the right things in the speeches to make you go to war get into limbic speech when we hear at the beginning of the college football podcast we have speeches by coaches to get guys riled up, get them in the limbic system, get them in the reptilian complex to go to war, to go fight. But when you're placing a bet on the brain, you want to be in the neocortex, which is the logical part of your brain. Now, in either part of your brain, you can use decision science, right, to take your emotion out of it and make the right decision. Now, when you're in the neocortex, relax, you're meditating, right? You're doing all the good things you should be doing. Uh, you make good decisions and you use more decision science. But still, in this system, it's very important, right? Uh, and to bet on games, we use a lot of specified math, uh, specified statistics, and specified uh, 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 ratios, right? Uh, 
probability theory, right? So it escaped me for a second. Well, which is part of math, right? And math is a philosophy. And then you do your research. And doing your research, common sense happens, right? So you want to avoid making decisions when you're in the limbic system or reptilian, uh, reptilian complex. Now, those two together form the amygdala. The amygdala part of the brain. And we'll get that up here. So, sometimes uh, my wife, we've been married a long time, she's a psychotherapist, and she's very introverted. So when introverts talk, it's for a reason. So when, <laughs> I guess we got it down to a system after so many years of marriage, that I know Anna saying something to me and it's fear-based because she wants me to get her out of the amygdala brain. So I'll go to my wife, hey, that's a fear-based amygdala brain thought, right? People are saying, oh, you guys are talking your own language. But it's this part of the brain right here. We have the, the reptilian brain in the limbic system, right? It's a panic thing. So let me ask you this, Jason Maverick. Somebody just heard about the pandemic. They're afraid of diarrhea and they buy excessive amounts of toilet paper. They sit down in front of their television and they pull up their betting app. Is this the right process for betting on again? No, absolutely not. No, not, not the right <laughs> mindset. No. <laughs> right? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's because you're using this part of the brain uh, to make decisions, right? And that's what you want to avoid at all costs. Really, you want to avoid making any type of decision, but sometimes you can't avoid it, right? A kid breaks a leg. Uh, something happens and you have to make good decisions while in this state of mind, right? And that's one of the big uh, tenets of the podcast is that unless you're in incredibly rich, like the Rockefellers or the royal family, a large majority of your business decisions, you're going to have to make a good decision 80% of the time without having all of the information. So if you're making a decision and you do not have all the information, your mind goes to the amygdala, fight or flight, right? So that's why at that point in time, you put in math, you put in decision science, right? You put in maybe somebody from the outside that isn't emotionally attached to that decision. So you come up with a better decision, but sometimes we don't have that luxury. So you have to use decision science, math, statistics, research the people around you in order to make a good business decision. Same process for betting on a game. And now uh, Jason's gonna read to us as we extrapolate that into uh, a famous uh, sequence in the Super Bowl that's used in business uh, as a great lesson with a lot of nuances on how to make decisions and how to make a decision without having all the information you have uh, or the information possible in the process of doing that and then strategies people or competitors use against you to get you into amygdala brain and to make a bad decision. 
Yes, of course. You know, a great example of this is the the Super Bowl, uh, at the end of the Super Bowl, where Pete Carroll, uh, uh, you know, was facing off with Bill Belichick. Um, right. So we, we bet on based on what we believe about the world. Pete right. Carroll's uh, Super Bowl decision to pass the ball on the Patriots one yard line was driven by his beliefs, his beliefs about quarterback Russell Wilson's likelihood of completing the pass, right. of having the pass intercepted, of getting sacked or scrambling for a touchdown. He had data on and experience about all these things. Um, and then he had to apply that to this unique situation, considering his beliefs about the Patriots defense and how their coach, Bill Belichick, would set up the defense for a likely running play on the goal line. He right. then made a choice about the best play uh, to call based on these beliefs. He bet on that pass play and, uh, and, and and that's the thing is it it lend uh you know a decision like that uh it could either go very well for you it could go very wrong for you right and uh right so, so there's a lot of nuances to it right uh and to set the sequence for the folks who might not be familiar with it it was at the play at the end of the game of the Super Bowl and there was only about thirty seconds left right. So right there, 30 seconds left in the game, right? It gives you kind of a panic mode. Uh, you worked hard all season, and it all boils down to these 30 seconds. So everybody has a panic. All the coaches, players, the fans for the Seahawks, the fans for the Patriots, right? Now, Bill Belichick has coached for 45 years. Pete Carroll has coached for 47 years. So that is 92 years combined of coaching. That has led, right, it takes six years to become an overnight success. 40, uh, 92 years of coaching boiling down to these 30 seconds. And a lot of things were happening, right? They were close to the yard line. Now, uh, all the fans, everybody thought that Marshawn Lynch, uh, He's a great guy, but he grew up in the hood in L.A., was caught with, you know, 100 uh, AK-47s in the hood. So what's Marshawn Lynch doing with 147 um, AK-47s in the hood, in the trunk of his car? Well, this guy is 250 pounds solid. I mean, not only that, he has a tremendous will, and everybody thought that he was going to give him the ball. Uh, there's almost a ton and a half of muscle on that office, Seahawk offensive line. And with all this adrenaline in the amygdala brain. So the amygdala brain is not all bad. It's an evolutionary psychology. It's an evolutionary function of the brain that has helped us survive. There are times where you do need to be in panic mode and flight, right? So it's great for war. It's great for soldiers. So they thought they were going to use all this amygdala brain, limbic brain, reptilian brain, chemicals to get everybody riled up and with this 250-pound guy who's done it all the time, all muscle with this great will, score a touchdown, right? So you get into uh, people who have had great success, and they get arrogant, right? And they overthink things. <laughs> Sometimes it's just good. 
to go the the reptilian brain instead of you know you know who's going to win the game just bet it don't do a bunch of research and get analysis by paralysis so he's going against bill belichick so rule of thumb says and there's a lot of rule of thumb versus trying something new in this right because you don't change unless you have to change both these guys have had a tremendous amount of success. So they, they've never had any incentive to change. 95% of people cannot change, right? 95% of people live or die 30 miles away from where they were born. Yeah. 90% of people have the same religion as their parents. So because of this, Pete Carroll thought that Bill... Belichick was going to call timeout, right? So give him a break where Pete Carroll can then get out of amygdala brain, get out of the limbic system, and go to the neocortex and make a rational, logical decision. So Bill Belichick, being the brilliant coach that he is, smart man, he doesn't need to cheat like he does, smart man, he does not call timeout. And he said it publicly, the reason he didn't call timeout was to make sure that Pete Carroll was in panic mode. So, Jason Mapper, based on all that we've discussed, why did Bill Belichick in that Super Bowl situation want Pete Carroll to be in panic mode? He wanted him to be in the reptilian brain, the limbic system, that together is called the amygdala part of the brain. Exactly there, Josh. You 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 hit the nail on the head right there, right? It's uh, it's all about decision making, right? Right. It's so you wanted him to be in panic mode because when you're in panic mode, you don't make good decisions. Exactly. And what Amy Duke is saying in that is that Pete Carroll bet on his own team in a sense. He bet on his own guy, Russell Wilson. That's why you never bet your own team because you overestimate your decision. So Pete Carroll overestimated in panic mode what uh, Russell Wilson can do in that situation. And also, he overthought the situation. And that, where is it? Uh, and rich guys who've had a lot of success do this uh, paralysis by analysis, analysis paralysis. He overthought it. He tried to out-trick him, right? And he overestimated what Russell Wilson can do. The other part of it is, right, that I would tell him is that you're putting too much pressure. You're putting Russell Wilson in the amygdala brain because you're putting all this pressure on this guy to win the Super Bowl. So he's in panic mode too. So it was a great job, right? Great ripple effect by Bill Belichick putting them in panic mode. And that's what Bill Belichick loves to do when – by letting the other person make mistakes. How does that translate to business, right? In business cases that I've worked as a business concierge, literally, I've used the Bill Belichick Andy Reid system where I go in and I have a checklist of 20 things a business should do. I research my opponent, right? And I research the other uh, concierge versus consultant, right? I research the other guys, the other business guys, the other businesses, and I find out uh, mistakes they've made in the past, and I let them know about it. What am I doing? I'm putting them in panic mode. 
um, distracting them from what the original case is. And I put pressure on their attorneys. I put pressure on the forensic accounting. I put pressure on everybody to put them in panic. But what happens, they make more mistakes. And once the lawsuit is filed and they make a mistake, we send it to the judge. And we see a pattern of mistakes that helps the original case. And we get a big settlement and judge gets 10%, right? We translate that to betting on games, <laughs> right? Uh, Andy Reid made us a lot of money last year in, in Belichick by just that, knowing that that is their strategy and why and deeply why. And that's why we make such a high percentage betting on all these games, not only experiential learning, but using probability theory, using uh, arbitrage, right? And now we're leveraging uh, the amygdala brain, the limbic system, right? And the neocortex, how the brain works, right? To improve our own decision betting on games and analyzing the decision being made by the corporate governance, right? So when you analyze the corporate gover governance, in order to make a good decision on the investment, that is called fundamental analysis. Now, in its totality, a lot of people say fundamental analysis is dead, right? Because all you do is put money on Tesla and Amazon and you make money no matter what, or whatever, Airbnb. But fundamentalist analysis in its totality is not dead. There's certain elements you can pick out, right? And leverage to make money watching sports. And getting out of, well, like we say, on a, on a grander scale, getting out of financial illiteracy, right? Knowing what financial uh, fundamental analysis is, right? Knowing how to break down and analyze corporate governance, right? in order to make a good investment. That'll get you out of financial literacy in a second, and it'll get you out of economic inequality in a second. That's what we do on this podcast, the greatest podcast of all times, Jason Maverick. You know, that that's exactly it, right? We're here to uh, assist people making smart decisions on their bets and also having them enjoy the games more and, right. and making sure that, that they're earning uh, a, a good return on, on their bets. Exactly, right? 52.5% is break-even and 70 to 80%. You're making a lot of money. And that's where we're at specifically from what has been educated on this podcast. I think this is a phenomenal podcast. Great, it is a great uh, podcast for people to learn about the world, the society, and things that are going on, and food for thought for further independent study and research, and to make money watching these games on an at high academic level. And not, right? Because that's the, the, what we're avoiding. By doing arbitrage and betting on 10 games, we're providing a service for you. We're getting you out of amygdala brain. We're getting you out of the limbic system. We're getting you out of the reptilian brain because you're not in that state of mind while you're watching the game, right? Begging, pleading for your team to win or if you cover the spread because you don't care. If you've covered, you have built-in profit and you're enjoying yourself. You're in the neocortex.
man, you know, somebody says, oh, what's the underlying philosophy behind this? Is there, is there a system? Listen to this podcast. We're going to give you details how we come up with every system and help you understand why those people were hoarding uh, toilet paper in the middle of the pandemic. <laughs> Final thoughts, Jason Maverick, one of the greatest podcasts of all time, sports betting podcast, sports betting educational podcast, breaking down the psychology and the psychotherapy behind sports betting. Final thoughts, Jason. Yeah, my final thoughts there is follow us, definitely follow us, Uh, go on the website uh, to review those 10 10 tips, uh, 10 rules uh, for betting. betting, uh, Ecosystems, businessconcierge.com. And and, uh, continue to follow us and and you're going to get some great picks for sure. And they're all for free because we use what Winston Churchill said. To get us out of World War II. Get us out of the Magdala brain in World War II. <laughs> right? <laughs> the only thing to fear is fear itself. That's him getting you out of the amygdala brain, the limbic system, reptilian system, and into the neocortex. Right? Only thing to fear is fear itself. That's what he was doing. But he also said, and it's the underlying value. Jason Maverick believes in it. Sarah Robinson believes in it. Uh, uh, Brianna Winter believes in it. First Report believes in it. Coach of the Year believes in it. All of us, Emmanuel Taft believes in it, that you make a living from your labor, but you make a life for what you get. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Podcast Network. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it is free. It's a podcast that I use. And they really do a good job for us here at the GFSN betting and team report podcast. It helps us make 70 to 80% of your bets. Now, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started, my brothers.